wingtip. Good afternoon. It is September 26, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by William Nosen, co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Well, the good news is that my fantasy teams uh, had another dominant week, 4-0, but the bad news is that there's a huge scandal with my professional basketball team. It's it's more than a scandal. It's it's possibly an end of an era. I hate to say this is an overreaction, but I have digested this over a weekend of, you know, beyond the details of the story, which continue to come out and be worse and worse and worse, and I, I don't know what's true or what speculation is that. And the speculation is really what's been the most unfair part about this is trying to figure out the details that nobody has released, which will inevitably come out to some degree. I don't think it's going to help the situation in any way or form, and I don't think it has that much to do with the actual results of it, which is that Emi Adoka has been suspended for the entire year. Whatever he's done, the consequences of it feel justified because of the response and the demeanor of the press conference from the Boston Celtics. With all that being said, it just feels like such a wasted, selfish, unfortunate disaster for the Boston Celtics, of which we should be competing for a championship we should be excited to start this season we should have everything and you know we should be on such a a a premier season ahead of us and the fact that this is how we're going to start off with we're going to lose the coach who you know we kind of all fall in love with over the past year I, I don't know if anyone else certainly could have done what what he did last year with the Boston Celtics a lot of talent on the team but there was a lot of talent on the team when Brad was there and we still had certain problems and hiccups and I feel like there was a, a presence there last year where they were actually listening to somebody. And I'm not saying they're not going to listen to the new guy. I'm just saying three coaches in three years is not a healthy way to win a championship. And the circumstances really weren't in any of our control. It's just so unfortunate that Ime has put us all in the situation that we're all going to pay for right now. And I know he is arguably possibly never going to coach ever again at this point. And I know that may sound strict right now, but I'm telling you when the rest of the details of this come out, it's, it's going to be a real tough one to swallow when you want to hire him, especially when you're considering there's a lot of other qualified candidates in the NBA. It's it's a very competitive job to begin with, and I just think this is going to be something really hard for him to overcome personally to get another career within this 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 basketball stuff. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. I'm, I'm mostly just disappointed that I, I don't like that this is the start of our season. I We have laughed all offseason at some of these other teams and the drama that they've had and just been like, look, at least we're not doing this. Even even the Jalen Brown trade, we're like, don't even drag us in there. All right, we're we're doing our own thing. All right, we were, second place is 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 a still an accomplishment of last year. We're on pace to do even more than that this year. Let's just focus on that. And now it just feels like it's all washed away. In that this this Pandora's box is opened of uncertainty, and I'm I'm terrified that we're going to be a rebuilding team within like two years now. Zach, what what is your original reaction to this? And we don't need to spend too much time on this. There, there's a couple more things we should get into and. Maybe, uh, I don't know, what do, you, what do you got on this? Well, I think I just want to start off on how this all, like, unfolded. I, I It comes out Wednesday night. It's, like, right before I'm about to go to sleep. It's, like, the last, like, alert that I get on my phone, right before I'm about to put it down, and I see you know, breaking news, Ime, uh, Adoka, and it's Ime. It's like, oh, did they, like, win an award? Like, ah, kind of an odd time for it. Like, what is the positive news that's coming out, like, this late at night? Like, because clearly he's – Awesome coach. What else would it be? So when it was, he may be suspended for uh, breaking team rules. Well, that's a pretty vague 
situation. I mean, different teams have different rules. And, you know, I think even the Celtics, you know, joked about like, you know, finding Grant Williams for like silly things. And so it's just like, well, did he, did he miss a meeting or did, you know, did, did he commit a crime? What, what, what happened here? And then it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to find it out tonight. So wait till the next day. And then, you know, that was Woj. And then Shams comes with just a tiny bit more of information saying that it was, uh, he had consensual intimate relations with a staffer. And I feel like they really pushed the consensual part because I think if they just said had like a, you know, an inappropriate relationship, just all the terrible things that we've had to deal with is just immediately like, Oh, this is a sexual assault. And I think it just ratchets up to 11 and it's just, even more speculation. So I think they kind of went with, with that to kind of say, Hey, this is less of a legal situation, or I should say like a, a criminal situation and much more of a internal HR. So still legal, but almost it's, it's a workplace thing, not a, uh, a criminal. So it's like, okay. And then pretty quick it goes to, there has been consideration of him being suspended for the year. And just, well, there's no way like, what could he, what could he have done to, you know, get suspended for, for, you know, the entire year? I, I, I was going, I was going back and forth with you. It was like, can you think of another coach that's been suspended for a year? And um, I'd mentioned to you, uh, Sean Payton uh, for the, um, the bounty gate situation. And then uh, on Bill Simmons podcast, he had mentioned the current Red Sox manager who was the, Houston Astros manager for his role in their chief. Well, we'll get the rest of Zach's uh, bit in just a second here. It's an unfortunate situation. I truly don't want to make Ime the victim in any of this. This is all, you know, just a disaster of a situation. I, I just, I, I just wish that the, I don't want more details to come out too. I think that's the more frustrating thing is that everyone's just kind of prying away trying to find more and more stuff out. And the way they're going about it is even less justified of just aimlessly picking staffers from the Boston Celtics and and essentially scrutinizing them to this fascination that is no one, no one else's business. And, and it's, it's just an, an unfortunate situation, man. I'm really struggling here to get Zach's service back. All right, here we go. But moving forward, I, I just, I hope that this team is strong enough I, I don't know if I've seen enough out of them to think that they're going to actually stay together and come together to pull this all off again. There's a lot of good teams in the league. There's a lot of good teams in the league that don't have this sort of drama and are starting off with a coach who maybe they've had not only for one year, but for more than one year. Three coaches, three years. It's a bad start. It's not a good thing. Not to mention the immediate, <laughs> the immediate appointing at the co- press conference of the next guy up. And a reporter immediately bounces right back and says, hey, what about so-and-so situation in like four years ago? And I know Brad kind of shut it down and was really stern about the decision of hiring and promoting this guy and giving him the job. But I don't like that there was already a follow-up question. The first day we're learning this other guy's name and it's, hey, what would you think of so-and-so's incident? It's just like, how, how, does this ever end? Like, I understand nobody's life is perfect and I'm not trying to justify, you know, forgiveness and all that. And it's it just sucks. I just wish... I just wish everyone was a good person and then I never had to worry about anything like this. Like, would it just be so much easier? I think maybe we did take uh, some, some victory laps too fast, making fun of the, the Lakers and the Nets. I don't regret any of it, but uh, it was definitely, oh man, glad I'm not over there. And then like you said, now we have our own scandal that we have to deal with. It seems like the Celtics uh, 
look to, to squash it pretty quickly. Uh, it definitely got leaked, I think, ahead of when they would have liked to announce it. Uh, it sounds like they've been doing – they've had an independent um, research firm. They, there's been an independent third party that has been reviewing this, I think they said since July. So for you know a few months now, and I'm just wondering – like how much longer were they going to go before they were going to say something? I, immediate day started today, and this news came out a few days ago. So if that news doesn't come out, I mean, he's doing all the normal things that all the other coaches and players are doing today of asking questions, you know, answering questions about what, what the expectations for the team are, you know, probably, you know, hey, you know, Rob Williams, he's, he's hurt. Like what are, what are we thinking there? Just all kind of like more very much basketball-focused questions. And now all the players got to answer questions about a, about a coach that, they're probably getting blindsided by this. They, they they didn't know that this was this was going on. So it's like it's just taking the focus away from basketball and putting it somewhere else. Uh, one of the interesting things I did see though is uh, the assistant that's getting promoted to the interim, uh, Joe Mazzula. He is 34. So Al Horford is older than the coach. We're, we're it's it's over, man. This is such the window's you, closed. Why are you so, you you were so panicked? The window the, is the, so the over, betting, man. We're so, the betting markets haven't moved basically they moved a tiny bit. Uh I think we moved down like like plus fifty and the nets moved up like plus fifty uh for the championship odds. Uh I think win losses it maybe went down two. I'd be interested. I, I should follow back up with that to see, you know, after the initial, you know, bombshell. Uh but it, it's happened. I think it's it, it. Maybe it's better that it's happening before like training camp. So it's almost like it's training camp for this coach to kind of just okay, I'm gonna be the coach, and it's not mid season. And it's like oh, these games matter. It's like we got some time. We got some time before the season actually starts. But it's not a lot of time. It's less than a month, but we can get our head straight. Uh, we are still on the younger side, but I wouldn't say, I don't know if I'd consider us saying like we have like a young team. Like we don't have like a bunch of rookies and a bunch of guys like, no, they, they've been around, you know, they, they pretty much were all on the team through COVID. They've already had to deal with weird COVID restrictions and that whole year and last year of starting so terribly and then turning it around. But I, I think I agree with you from the beginning. I think, I think Ime is gone. I, I think it's weird that they suspended him for the year and said it could be more. The only thing I can think of is if, he was told, and it sounds like he was told repeatedly, like, hey, knock it off for whatever he was doing exactly. Like, once again, we still don't really have any details. And it's just like, hey, are you actually going to stop? Or, or you know, we're going to find out, like, no, you're still calling this girl. Like, we told you no. And that is so it's like, hey, if you call her, you are forever done. But I, I, it's, it's odd that it's bad enough for suspension for the year, but not bad enough that it's just we are severing ties. It's, it's career sabotage is what it is. Because if we fire him, this guy has a chance. I mean, maybe he doesn't have a chance. I'm just saying we can free him and he could possibly go somewhere else. I'm not saying he's a, a hot commodity right now and that somebody's going to immediately pick him up, but he would have that opportunity. Versus essentially holding on to him for an entire year, knowing who knows what happens. The other thing is, though, is if we do hold on, let's just say this plays out. We, 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 do, we do keep Ime. We suspend him for the entire year. This year is whatever this year is. Let's not even say the result. Let's just say we don't win a championship. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. It doesn't matter. And we bring Ime to start again next year. And then more details come out. The details that we've all wanted to know come out the second he gets back into this picture. Then what? Then what do we do? We just do this all over again? I just feel like there's no scenario where we're going to bring him back and risk throwing away another season over the same scandal. So, why? like, he's done. There's, there's no way, there's no way he's going to coach the Boston Celtics again. 
not not to mention as, as much as I think he's a he's a good coach and I and I would like to keep him. We're a premier organization. We we don't have time for guys that aren't going to treat the, the position of power that they have here properly. This is a rare job to have. There, there's been millions of coaches that have proudly represented the Boston Boston Celtics, and we don't have room for a guy like this. And and I know that sounds a little harsh, but that's that's the reality of it. This is a competitive job that few people have opportunities to get, and this guy blew it. Right? This is this is a and, and, and in a complete non basketball way. And yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, I in in something that is as avoidable as as, as anyone else with any other job has to deal with too. All right, this is it's it's not that hard. We all got to do it too. We all work around other people. There's attractions. There's things. I'm I'm I'm, I'm he was engaged I'm, to an actress. There's there's nothing. So I I just wanted to point that out a little I, bit more that this is. It's just so hard to, to talk about without knowing what it was. I feel like it's very rare that we go come into a situation where we don't like have a, a ton of information and at least have a, a you know a pretty decent idea of what happened. So like we're we're going back and forth, and when it comes out, I, I could see it you know going either way of, oh wait, that's what that was. Like oh well, no, that's not a year. Uh, or, or it comes out and it's like. Oh man, that's what he did. Yeah, he's he's got to be gone. Like a Sarver situation of just immediately everyone is just collectively like, nope, gotta go. I I don't think it's quite a. I mean, it might be. I mean, we we don't know. There, there's no reason. To, to, we have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's it, like we it started super vague and now it's still just like pretty vague. I I just know we we can talk real quickly. We're on just the ugly topics right now. The Robert Sarver we. He's gonna sell. He has also been suspended. We we've I think we've touched on that a little bit in the podcast. Uh, we've known that for a while. He's gonna sell both teams, which which feels like the right things, and it it feels like we got to where we wanted to get, and it just took some time. And you know this is this is a growing business here, man. We we don't have time for anyone like this. This is I'm hearing rumors of expansion teams and 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 allowing high schoolers back in the the NBA is. Is making money, and they're not gonna let any of this kind of stuff get in their way. So, just cut it out. Let's get rid, of, get rid of all, all, get rid of anybody with any of this sort of stuff. We don't need it. Everyone else seems to be playing along with the rules. Why can't these guys? So let's just, let's just keep doing that. Because I don't want to talk about this stuff. This is, this is supposed to be a fun podcast, and I, I feel, not only was this such a, a, you know, a critical competitive team in the league. This is our team. This is the Boston Celtics. There's no way we couldn't talk about this today. And. We had such a glorious day of football yesterday. I mean, the Pats weren't so successful, but this is just not what I want to be spending my time talking about. So, it, like I said, the uh, the media days are just opening up for teams. We should be joking about which guys uh, have lost ten pounds, which guys have ga- gained ten pounds, and like being power ranking, like which one's like the most impactful, and which guy is actually in the best shape of his life. And joking at uh, the the Nets having to do a media day together and answer all the questions about, hey, was uh. Was the offseason awkward for you guys? <laughs> but no, no, I had to talk about a scandal and hopefully, hopefully we can put it behind us and we get to talk more, uh, you know, actual basketball things very soon. Uh, in the the Lakers reenactment of uh, the show Winning Time, and I believe this part is, is, is fairly accurate, of which there was a coach, Jack McKinney, who gets in a, I think it was a, a bicycle accident or something, and he ends up physically being unable to coach for that season and they had to get a replacement of which the assistant was Paul Westhead and he brings on Pat Riley who was doing the announcing for the games to help him out for the coaching and then those two continue 
to keep the job after winning the championship that year. So perhaps there's a scenario like that. That's a great case scenario, you know, but that guy was also taking over a team that had just drafted Magic Johnson and already had Kareem on it. So there's just some other names on there as well. I'm not saying Tatum and Brown and all that are quite that, but they're, they're certainly not nothing either. So there, there is a chance of that magic to grow. But, man, I, I, I just I don't feel good about all this. My, my biggest worry is that if this gets real ugly quick, in the back of my mind there was this fake trade that we could have maybe gotten Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown. And if this gets ugly quick early and we will have to end up trading Jalen for who knows what, I don't think we're going to get Kevin Durant back. So his value is shot now, just based on a slower start to the season and all of this drama, in my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but that's kind of where I'm at right now, that we've really messed everything up we possibly could. We didn't make any moves to get out of it. We didn't do anything. We're just we're in it, and we're going to go through it, and hopefully we can power through and get through it. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just very, very unfortunate. I, I will say that next year, if uh, our current coach, uh, Missoula, doesn't, doesn't work out, I'm calling Becky Hammond, man. I'm getting everything cleaned up here. You, you want to know how we think of women? We got a women coach now. That this is this is who we got. We got the best one available, and then we're just gonna start the trend. Let's just. Does she want to leave her current position where she just won a championship? Probably not. But you know what? When the Boston Celtics call, I'd like to think that still means something. And I also think that this would be a really good look for the NBA to make some good out of a really messy situation. If we could be so lucky to have her is is really what I'm saying. But that's that's the type of call I would be making. I also still think there's a I'm given like a 15 percent chance that Brad ends up coaching this team this year. I still think that he seemed so little interested in doing it. But I think if we're there and there's some just coaching hiccups that we just can't risk in the playoffs, I could still see Brad possibly coaching this team this year. I don't see that. I mean, you put only at 15%, but I got to think that it's it's even lower. He came right out, they asked him, and he said, no, no way. You know, there was a brief conversation about that, but, you know, absolutely not. Uh, you know, he's done that before. He, he got out of it for a specific reason, and it's not like this is, you know, it, it's been five or ten years, and most of the guys that are new. It's pretty much the same team that he had a couple of years ago, and, it, you know, things didn't quite work out. Uh, you know, maybe it's, you know, the guys are a little older. Uh, I don't know. Like, we're going to find out really quickly how much of an impact Ime had versus, uh, you know, just the, the, you know, the actual players. But I, I don't think that he's going to want to want to come back and deal with that. Yeah, you know, it just sucks because I just want to run this back one more time with everything that we had. Like, I'll take the Ime team of last year and I'll run it back this year with, with a couple additions, with maybe some healthier guys and, I, I just I wanted to see the way that that season ended, you know, the way that show continued on, and it's just over, it's just canceled. It's not getting renewed. We're just on to another another show. It's a completely new season all over again. It's just too much in too little time. All right, that's enough on this. We will talk a hell of a lot more as more details come out as as the season gets closer. We are still very very excited for the season despite the start of it, but there's currently football season. We had a successful week three yesterday. Like you said, you dominated against me, actually, in, in fantasy. I, I'm not going to pick apart that too much. If my, if you, my you, guys... You ran, in, you ran into a buzzsaw. That's what happened. If my it players is, had the, the opponents... The name is Lamar Jackson. You know, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying if my quarterback and my, my receivers and my running backs, my tight end, everybody on my team was playing the opponents of your team, I, I feel like it would have been a little bit more competitive. All right, you, you had some really, really nice matchups here as well as you had the very dominant and electric and just endlessly entertaining Lamar Jackson of, of yesterday. Just put on a show he, again, do it, do it all sorts of things. He's got the most uh, points in back-to-back weeks by a quarterback uh, 
I think it goes back to like the 50s, so pretty much uh, ever. Uh, and yeah, it's a lot easier to win fantasy when your quarterback goes for near 50 points. It covers up a lot of other mistakes. Hey, man, back up the truck, man. This guy might be a free agent in a couple of years. Uh, we can hold on to Mac until then. You know, then we'll just pick up uh, you know, a, whole, a huge paycheck for Lamar. Just, just give it all to him. Just let it all out there. I can't believe this guy didn't get paid. I kind of like that he's making everyone eat his words right now and that he's he's really... He represents himself. He doesn't have an agent. It's great. It's okay. It's, he seems to be doing all right. He's, he's very good at football. I, I saw it yesterday. He was very good at football. He's still really good. Is, is there is there anything you want to get into other than the Mac injury of this game? I actually thought the Patriots played pretty decent. We actually got some pressure on Lamar and... There was just they had these big play abilities that just killed us every time. There was a couple third downs that we weren't able to get there, and it just just breaking a couple tackles here and there. But they're they're a good team. They're good at that. What I will say is I'm not very sold on Baltimore's defense at this point, especially watching the Patriots. You know, really, you know, throw the ball against them pretty successfully. I mean, Devontae Parker had some really nice catches for you know 15, 20 yard gains. They're nice, nice little plays that I don't think we're generally able to make against most defenses. So I'm skeptical of Baltimore's defense. I think we were skeptical the week before and. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel very good about it. But the offense, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how anyone's going to compete with this. This is what I think Kyler Murray wishes his offense looked like, and Lamar has, has certainly mastered it. He just looks very comfortable in there. He looks like he's in complete control, bouncing around wherever he needs to go, making whatever play he needs to go. As well as his guys are just getting better, and Bateman's getting better, Duvernay's getting better, Mark Andrews. I, can anybody not run the ball on this team? I mean, we got to hand it off to him. I got to watch him run it into like just. Killing you from every way with every player yesterday. I, I thought it was an impressive win. I, I I'll, I'll give the Patriots some credit. I I thought Mac actually played a pretty decent game up to the end there. Just we're we're just we're just, we're still getting some growing pains. You know it's it, they, you know the it's it's gonna it's gonna suck. There's no reason we should be that good. You know these are the type of games we're gonna lose. This is the type of team we should lose to. So I'm not I'm not that upset overall. The injury is a little upsetting. You you want to kind of update the people on what we got going on there. Uh, high, it sounds like severe high ankle sprain. Uh, haven't put a timetable on it, but, uh, I mean, I got to imagine he's not playing at least this week, if not, you know, if a few weeks, uh, you know, you can, you can tape that thing up, but high ankle sprain is, is, is never good. I'm not worried about Mac losing his job. I'm okay with him sitting out as long as he needs to sit out. Uh, speaking of anything else you want to talk about this game? Otherwise I'm moving on. Just, I, I thought we, we had like a, a real shot. We were marching down the field. I think it was, uh, if we scored a touchdown, we were going to, I don't remember if it was tie or take the lead, or maybe we needed a, you know, two-point conversion. It was a goofy score of a game. Uh, and then Mac throws the, uh, you know, pretty bad interception in the end zone. So, you know, you come away with no points. But pretty quickly, we, we got to stop, and we, we got the ball back. It was plenty of time. And then fumble again. I think it was four turnovers in the in the fourth quarter. It's like you can't have four turnovers in in a game, let alone in the fourth quarter. It was just I thought that we were we were right there, and then just pretty much on our own, just shot ourselves in the foot, and that was that was disappointing. But like you said, we're we're we got got growing pains, and that's what you're gonna have to deal with. But just like ah, uh, I, I think uh, Julian Edelman uh, tweeted out, he's like, ball security is job security. It's like how how are you fumbling? How are you throwing interceptions in the red zone? Just can't happen. It it felt like every time we were having this almost rocky comeback where we just taking all these punches in the face, and then we'd make another play, and then we would just take a huge punch in the face with a just un unexcusable turnover, unforced turnover on a couple of these, just just some some bad plays. But you know what? Are you, what are you gonna do? Uh, I mm. I just I think if anything, I'm gonna take the the good news of of, of the game and saying we competed with the team that's that's pretty good at football and. 
I know that's that sounds just like the most anti-patriot thing. Like, could you imagine just saying that four years ago? Like, yeah, we 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 competed against a good oh, team. We, we went out there. Yeah, that's what I was saying last week. Like the announcers, like, oh, like they're so plucky out there. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's just, I hate being coddled like this. Well, we'll keep an eye on the injury there. Uh, speaking of injury, how can we not talk about Buffalo not beating Miami and Tua's non-ability to pass a sobriety test on the side of a road here, but yet somehow he wouldn't be able to drive a car, but when they let him play quarterback for a professional team in the second half, I don't know what happened there. That was, you can't fake that sort of step fall thing. That's, that's seeing stars if you've ever been hit like that or fallen or, I, I'm just questioning the protocol here. All right, are we are we are we allowing competitive advantage again to get in the way of what we know about the actual physical consequences of concussions? I think we've done a pretty good job of, of everyone being aware of the dangers of it, and I am just suspicious of how this was okay, because because from what we know, at least visually, it didn't look all right. All right, real woozy. And this is probably not what we should be talking about in this game, but. It just seems like this may become a story. Like if they end up doing more research and investigating this and they find out who knows what, that could be enough drama to throw off a successful season for Miami right now. And as a Patriot fan, I wouldn't be that upset about throwing a couple wrenches in there. <laughs> Man, that offense is cooking right now. But uh, your your thoughts on Woozy Tua coming back yesterday? You sure it sure didn't didn't look good. Uh, you know, you saw the uh, saw the replay. And just one of those like, oh, oh no, like that that's not good. And you know, they went went through halftime and you know they they they've definitely changed their protocol up you, you know in the past well, it's a few years, five years, ten years. They, there's a you know, a specific third party like specific head trauma concussion guy on, you know, every game that's supposed to go and take a look and say, Yep, you're good, you're not good. You know, all these guys take the test uh, ahead of the season and afterwards he said that it was a back injury. It was a previous back injury that when he got knocked down, flared up. It sure didn't look like that. I mean, I'm not a doctor and the, and the NFL players association is doing a, uh, um, an investigation to find out if all the protocols were, were followed. So I will be interested to see, like you said, does, does anything come out of this? And then also what, like who gets penalized for this? Is it, um, is it Tua's yeah, good, fault? Is yeah. it the coach's fault? Is it the team's fault? I got to imagine it would be the team's fault and the team. I don't know if they would quite lose draft picks or probably more likely a a, a fine. So I, I would think it'd be it would be that. I I I don't know where it goes from there, but it's it's something, it's something that caught my eye. It didn't add up. It just look. You could have a previous injury. Every guy out there's got a previous injury. All right. You know how many other guys have back injuries out there? I haven't seen any of them fall like that. Just just pointing that out. Just a little tidbit there. Now, in results of the game here, I, I, I've seen multiple teams yesterday just struggle with their clock management at the end of games. Can, can guys just not – or can they just accept that these referees are not professional athletes and they're not going to spot the ball in five seconds? So you should probably give yourself more than five seconds of time to spike the ball. I saw at least three teams yesterday, whether it was the end of the half or end of game, struggle with this buffalo was a specific example of this of which josh allen scrambles for something he finally gets it there's like 10 seconds left he finally gets it to uh mckenzie i think who had a, he had a pretty good big game actually and he's running to the sideline and then he's like no you know what? i'm gonna get another two yards it's like no don't run out run out of bounds we have no timeouts there's ten, like five seconds left you caught the ball with 10 seconds left and they're rushing to the center of the field to spike the ball and they're not even close they're not even close they lose a game they probably should have won if the guy had just gotten out of bounds or 
Or also, he could have just dropped the pass, too. I think there's certain situations where you need to be conscious of the time and just say, we need to reset. I'm not scoring a touchdown on this. I'm not in field goal range by catching this. And maybe I can get it at yards after the catch. But there's only 10 seconds on the clock, so we don't have time for that. So you drop the ball and you run up another play. It's all easy to say now in speculation. It was just watching it live was like, wow, they're really going to lose this way. They look like a high school team that was like, oh, 10 seconds is plenty of time for a play to the outside and then reline up. That's that's never happened. There's never there's never been any play in football that started between 10 seconds of one another. It's and I, I thought that the uh, the defense didn't even really do too much chicanery to, you know, no lay on the like, guy I, I, yeah. like, like, oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just standing here. Yeah. Like the lay on the guy, just like little things that I think is like it's probably not totally legal, but you know, it, it never gets called. It's just kind of little, like little gamesmanship things. And I really didn't even think they even did that much. And yeah, they were not even close to clocking that in time. I, I don't think like, like you said, it's almost like the uh, Chubb situation from last week of the, Oh, well, you know, you totally should have just went down where it's just like, yeah. Okay. You know, when, in the moment you're looking over, your job is to catch the ball. You're supposed to catch the ball. And then if you've gotten tackled immediately, maybe then you have time to clock it. But I, I don't think that you, when, especially like the way he's looking, you, know, you can't see the field in front of you. You have, you have no idea what you're, you know, what, what's behind you. So it's really easy. I think Monday morning quarterback to go, Oh yeah, you should totally just should have dropped it and run another play. Cause well, now you don't know. Now there's less time. I think you're, they were still out of field goal range or maybe one of those like, 64 yarders of like i guess maybe uh but you know you're you're really uh trying to try and get lucky on it so well, yeah. I, I think more of it was once he caught it of just having to get out of bounds more than trying to get an extra couple of yards look once alan scrambled for five seconds you gotta know there's only 15 seconds left in the game like, like that's the only reason i think he should have dropped it is it, alan doesn't make a play right out of the snap here he he runs up and down in the pocket a little bit just sliding back and forth and then finally finds this guy who is open and he's open for a reason i feel like the defense was like yeah you want to catch it in the middle field hell yeah sure go for it go. Yeah, where, I mean, where do you want to go i'm shocked they even tackled him i'm shocked they even tackled him like just keep him in yeah just stay in here buddy no problem that, that's uh tough one for the bills i i do think that they they obviously needed to to pull this off to come back huge play to waddle down the middle not too much from hill that i saw but no, but you know what, Miami, they got the win again. This the, the offense is 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 cooking right now. It wasn't spectacular here, but I think we're crediting Buffalo's defense. Is that and I think that all adds up and makes sense. So, uh, other than the concussion story here, I, I'm I'm really not that surprised that the the Dolphins won. I I just think in a more important game or in a Buffalo, Buffalo's gonna win that game every time. Um, there, there's an odd heat stroke of of a heat uh, home field advantage going on these past couple of weeks here. I, I think everyone's ready for cold winter football season coming up so we can complain about these hot teams traveling back home to all these other places over here. Yeah, sure. Come on, Miami. Come over to freezing Buffalo one of these nights. Just just come come on by. We'll, we'll see if you can handle the humidity that day. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to another game that was super tight down to the, the get-go here. Packers-Tampa Bay, certainly not the most entertaining game of the night, but Brady marches down, does what he has, yeah, I feel like he's playing with a, a 2007 or two, 2017 fantasy roster here where he's got Cole Beasley, Kyle Rudolph, uh, Leonard Fournette. Like, I just listed off Cameron Brate, a whole whole bunch of like has-been guys that are just strung together to put together this offense, man. The amount of guys they have out is just an endless list of talented people, too. I mean, um, All that being said, not that entertaining of a game, but Brady marches all the way down. They get the tie. They got to go for a two-point conversion. 
And then they get a penalty on the first attempt of two-point conversion, in which they're just going to hand the ball off to Fournette. I'm not sure if Fournette was going to get in. I think the play calling is a little suspicious that they took it out of Brady's hands, but they end up getting a flag and push back, and then they can't get the two-point conversion here. Do you see what the flag was? Was it holding? It was delay a game. Oh, that's what it was. They just didn't get to the line quick enough. Very un-Brady-like. I... I thought for sure when when I saw how much time was left and Brady was getting the ball and they needed a, a score and a two point conversion, it was like, okay, I just wonder who's going to get the uh, win the coin flip in overtime because this is going to overtime. Trump marches down, gets the touchdown, and then, yeah, like you said, like I don't know, I, I don't think they would have handed it off to Fournette, taking it out of Brady's hand unless they really thought that was a good. But scoring from the one and scoring from the uh, from the six, it, it's it, 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 the difficulty goes up. Uh, not a not a great game by honestly either team. I, I if anything, I'm taking more I'm more impressed with Tampa Bay that they were in this game. And the defense is still pretty solid and strong. And I, I, I still think Brady will be fine. They they have a lot to you're gonna have so many weapons for Brady. All right. At the end of this, everyone's gonna be able to take one week off at some point this year with the amount of receivers they They're have. They're missing all their, their receivers. They they got some high octane receivers, and when you just take those out, you just you just don't replace those with Cole Beasley and hope for it to be the same. But Mike Evans was suspended, so it's not even like he's hurt. He just gets a little bit of a break, so that's probably be be good for him. And uh, I'm not really sure the other two exactly what their injuries are, but uh, you know once they come back, uh, this offense is going to look a lot different. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about that. If anything, I'm fearful of this this roster that might actually get a lot of rest if they manage to squeak out a couple more wins here. Uh, this was a game, though, that I believe if Evans played, they probably win, so I am putting the loss on him. For I mean, it's just, just you're a professional football player, man. We can't be getting fights anymore, all right? We got to get on the field. You got to play the next week. We, it's not it's not about that anymore. We're, we're talking about championships here. This is a week you blew. You blew that one, too. That, that, that was a bit of a shame. All right. One more close game we're going to talk about, and then I'm going to talk about some teams that caught my attention and some teams that I'm concerned about. Uh, the last close game I want to talk about is the Colts beat the Chiefs after going 1-1, one one, or no, no, 0-1-1. Oh one, one. What do they got? One loss and one tie, I believe, going into yep. this. So 1-1-1 one, one one is now the Indianapolis Colts record. And they beat the Chiefs, big bad Chiefs. And they, they kind of did it somewhat convincingly. This was a shocking score right out the get-go. And I, I, I don't know what to buy into this. I think going coming into the season, this is the Indianapolis team we, we were all hoping for. And I think the Jonathan Taylor into all that, and Michael Pittman was going, just just a solid team with a decent defense and the, that proved to be pretty good. I'm not that worried about the Chiefs here. I, I'm more... I'm more interested in seeing if the Colts are real or not. Like, is it this week or last week or the first week? Because they've been a different team every week so far, and we'll see what kind of consistency goes on from here. But the Chiefs kind of get screwed with their their kicker being injured again. I think he has a high ankle sprain. And the backup, who was very successful the week prior, I had on my fantasy team, was not so great this week. And and when you only lose by a couple points, and and it's it's just like some field goals and stuff like that, it's it's too bad, man. It's, it's just tough because it, it's like Mahomes is doing everything he can here, and at the end of the day, his job is to do all of this, and the other guy's job is to finish it off. And if the other guy can't finish it off, it's, it's just you just throw your hands up in the air and say, well, what else can I do? Like, I, I got I to gotta do this all on my own. I got to do everything. So I'm not too worried about that. I think you get a healthy kicker in Kansas City, and they'll, they'll be just fine. But a, a big win for the Colts. Uh, are you buying on this? You, you think this is a little bit of a trend or a lucky? This, this, this was a – Football is so confusing. Like, what what does this mean? The Colts lost uh, last week 
couldn't score and was just like, oh, they're going to go against the Chiefs. Like, you know, they couldn't score against, uh, against the Jaguars. Well, what's going to happen against the Chiefs? And then, of course, they come out and they win. You know, a little bit of a, of a odd game. But now they are 1-1-1, one, one, and one. you know, very, very unique, <laughs> very consistent. Uh, I, I, I got to imagine this is more of a more of a fluke than a they're going to, you know, have it have it together. But maybe we're maybe find out, maybe the Jaguars are real good. I, I don't know. This, this was definitely confusing. This was, the you know, never too high, never too low on a team. Well, perfect transition because that is the team that has caught my attention. The Jacksonville Jaguars put on a smackdown show against the Los Angeles Chargers, who truly has stood zero chance into this. Now, there was a, a Herbert cracked rib situation going on with their, their quarterback on the other side. But you know what? He played. And if you're going to play, I don't want to hear nothing, right? Like, if you're hurt, you can't play, then you're out, and that's so be it. That That's what it is. But if you're going to play, you can't say I was hurt, too. Right? Like, that's just it was, not... it was a true game game time decision. This was, this was my lock of the week, and this went the wrong way for me. Oh, boy. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I was just going to say, like, maybe we were all wrong about Jacksonville. But, sure, if you want to be extra wrong about Jacksonville for saying they Oof. were for sure not going to win last week, I'm curious, to see, I'm curious to see what our picks go going forward are right now because they're – there, there's some actually favorable schedule stuff going for Jacksonville here, as which if they continue to improve, of which they have over the past three weeks, like this is really becoming a very comfortable offense with two really nice running backs and two nice combo running backs of that. Some nice receivers here and a, and a, and a quarterback that I think is a name that we all recognize, but a name that is really going to become proven in the NFL, and he's kind of doing it week by week here. So shout out to Trevor Lawrence and shout out to them. I am a little worried about the Chargers. I, I just more worried that this offense wasn't able to score. I thought they had some some decent running games themselves, and they didn't seem to factor in. I don't know if they fell far behind too early here, and it was just too much to overcome with an injured quarterback. But you know what else, man? Those ribs are not going to heal themselves, and they're not going to be healed by next nope. week. So this is this is a this is an issue. This is a problem right now. And uh, this was the uh, this was the Twitter game that everyone was asking. Hey, it's the fourth quarter, and your team is getting absolutely worked. You're not going to come back. Why do you have your quarterback that has a rib injury still in there? Like, what, what, uh, what are you doing here? I, no idea. I, I, I also, this is, this is probably a, a, a not so funny side joke here. Is I, I believe the the quarterback prior to uh, Herbert had a cracked rib and then received a shot prior to the game to uh, treat the rib and then popped his lung and then wasn't able to play and then Herbert got the start. So I, I just I just, just a little side crack rib story between the history of the Chargers here. Just I don't know if there's another guy lined up right now. It's like is another Herbert just walk in now the second this guy cracks his rib. We'll see. I doubt that. Uh, but a little concern for the Chargers. I don't like where this is going. This team is still the team of the past where they have everything on paper that makes you want to like this team. And then you watch them and they just find ways to look bad. They, they make bad decisions. They don't execute all the time. They lose close games. And this was a, this wasn't even a close game. This was just they didn't even show up for this. And the other thing is, nope. this is the only game the whole year they're actually going to have home field advantage. This is it. There, there isn't another one. Because who's traveling from Jacksonville all the way to L.A.? Every other team might actually make a trip, but Jacksonville, I don't think, was traveling. Uh, but all right, let's move on to. You want to do some picks? Sure. All right, we got about twenty minutes left here, so we're going to have to kind of power through these fairly quickly. Uh, but we've got the Thursday game first, which is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, hold, hold, hold on. I know you want to go through it, but uh, update. We both had terrible weeks, uh, under 50%. And uh, um, 
I I I took the lead back from you. So now now I'm uh, I'm in second. Nate is a uh, jumped ahead of both of us. Yeah, he had a good week. So we really got to uh, step our game up. Now, now, why do you get to say you're in second when we are tied for second? Are we tied? Oh, then I, I misspoke. Yeah, we're, we're tied. I, I don't know what the tiebreaker is. I, I don't look at the tiebreaker until <laughs> the very end of the year if it gets really important. Well, okay. I'm, I'm glad glad we could clear oh, yeah, that up. Yeah, I'm glad, right. yeah, yeah, I'm glad you put uh, yeah, the research in to make sure to interrupt me to let everyone know to recap here that you were in second place. But then somehow, yeah, I don't know. We'll somewhere. Oh, we're tied. We're tied. I was down I was down by one, one pick last week, and then I got one extra one this week. So, yeah, we're tied. I'm starting to think we should involve some sort of betting line in all this because the amount of like underdog, like Detroit just tanks in the last 30 seconds of that game. Like Detroit wins that 90, 98% of that game is, is dominated by Detroit. And then like, you know what? We're actually not trying to win games. Let's just, let's just give that one away. Uh, all right. That, that was a tough blow. All right. We're going to bounce back this week. And you know what? Uh, the guy that is in first place, I'm just going to challenge you that maybe, maybe make your picks before you listen to the podcast. Uh, it just, you know, it's, it's really an advantage once you listen to this and then make your picks. So, uh, let's see if you can keep up with us. Hot shot after that. All right, first first matchup, short week for these teams right now. Miami visiting Cincinnati Bengals. I think Miami is going to keep rolling with this. I'm a little worried about the Cincinnati line, and I, I still I still seeing Burrow get hit a lot. I mean, they get the job done against the Jets this past week, but I'm not buying into the Cincinnati team. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like that he's holding on to the ball that long, and it just seems like he's destined to get hurt. This could be a fun game, though. I like that some of these Thursday matchups are anticipated to be high scoring, which they're generally not. Uh, so I'm I'm in for this one. I'm kind of excited. I, I got Miami, though. Who are you going with? I am going with the Bengals, and this is another one that's going to be uh, on Amazon Prime. And last week I watched the alternate broadcast, which was, ooh, I think it was like the Next Gen Stats one, and it's just the cameras a little farther back. So you could see the, the, the whole field. And what I like is that they put – uh, almost like um, in Madden or, or 2K, all the skill position players, they put their name over them. So I had uh, Amari Cooper going. So it's just really nice to when you're watching, you know, there's a little thing like, oh, he's at the top of the screen. Okay, he's at the bottom. And you and then they had little, um, I don't know exactly what you call it, the little lines. So you could see where they started and what route they ran or if it was a runner, where they got the ball and where they ran with it. And uh, I don't think it was too convoluted. But uh, if you were, especially last week, where it might not have been like the most – compelling game with the you know the best teams uh, just a nice little something to uh, check out but yes uh this will be a nice head-to-head matchup for us i'm going with the Bengals. all right yeah it should be a good game though I'm, I'm excited for thursday all right next game sunday uh we got the minnesota vikings versus the new orleans saints is this the london game Which one yes 9 30 in the morning all right so i got that right by saying versus and not at all right so minnesota versus the new orleans saint this is in london these are two teams who are you know I don't know they could be three and oh they could be zero and three I I'm I don't know what to buy in of any of these victories here Jameis is all over the place I, I'd, I'd like to say there's some some chances of him improving there versus I've seen some good things from Minnesota but I've also seen some things that are like this is just regular Minnesota where they win the games they're supposed to win and they lose the games that you, you hope they'd win uh, this is a tough one here I'm gonna go with New Orleans I don't really have much of a reason beyond I, I think Jameis is due for a big game and this might be a big game this might be a big show out here where Cousins and him just have a huge throw off and just either exchange interceptions or exchange touchdowns for an entire game. Um, again, I think it's going to be a good game though. So uh, hopefully London gets some, some decent entertainment out of this. Uh, who are you picking? 
I am going with the Vikings. Uh, my bold prediction of Jameis going for, uh, for, for MVP looks to be a terrible one. I'm going to try to get a better bold prediction for, uh, for the NBA. Uh, you just mentioned, talk about Kirk Cousins and Vikings winning the games they're supposed to win. I think it's a the game they're supposed to win. And this is about as far away from primetime as you can get. So I, I think that it's both not in primetime in London and definitely not in primetime. So I think he's going to know not a lot of people are watching. So he's going to be less nervous and he's going to have a great game. Is, is that what, what's holding back Cousins? Just need a neutral field? Like they need to <laughs> need to travel? New, yep, neutral just, field? You know, it, you know the, the coach is going to show him like, hey, look, it's 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 630 in, in the morning, you know, on the West Coast. Yeah, everyone, everybody's asleep. No one's even paying attention. Don't even worry. Uh, is it like the man? What's the what the is it Hoosiers? One one of the basketball movies. I can't remember which one it is. Where like they they travel somewhere else, and then the this is the first thing they do when they're at this new court is the guy brings out like a tape measure and he measures the hoop and he's like, yeah, it's still ten yeah, feet here. Uh, so I, I wonder if they're gonna get out there and be like, yeah, still uh, still ten yards here, buddy. All right, so I don't know. Over under four interceptions combined in that in that game though for for either team combined for both teams. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under. Uh, because James is going to throw interceptions, but uh, uh, Cousins, he's, he's going to be good. Zero interceptions. I'm going to go big over. I'm going to say there's going to be like five-plus turnovers, interceptions in this alone. Uh, all right, next game, Cleveland at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta is a sneaky team here. I think Cleveland has been a sneaky team going into the year as well. Cleveland's on paper, man. I, if Again, if Watson can hold on to this team – this 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 team could be really good. I like a lot of the things they do. I'm still very impressed with Atlanta, though. I like the feistiness of Mariota, and I think Mariota is going to be able to outduel Brissett on this. So I'm actually rolling with Atlanta at home. I like a lot of things on Cleveland, but I, I just feel like Atlanta has been in games the past couple of weeks, and they've been competitive, and they can stay in a game like here. I think they got a chance to win this one. Uh, I'm rolling with that. I imagine you are not picking Atlanta, but uh, we'll we'll see. Who you got? I am going with the Browns. You're just complaining that Detroit uh, tanked it towards the end. That's what the Falcons are going to do to you if it's close. Hey, man, Detroit bounced. What are they up? 14 nothing for like that whole first half? Like they they were there. And, and, and Mariota's honestly been better than Brissett this, this year, if you ask me. I, I just think he doesn't have Chubb and um, Hunt in his backfield. He's got Cordell Patterson. But you know what? They're competitive, the Atlanta Falcons. I kind of like the teams that got going there. I like London. I like Pitts. There's, there's, there's something to watch, and I don't. Mar- Mariota is feisty right now. I, I wouldn't count him out. I'm not, I'm not counting him out this upcoming week. Yeah, you're just all about Mariota, and it's gonna, it's gonna be your downfall. Yeah, probably. It's, you know, you could, you could yell. You could next week, you could be like, I don't know what you were thinking. You know, why, why did that? I'd be like, Yeah, you're right. You know, this is, this is Atlanta. I'm, they're not expecting them to win a Super Bowl, but I think they can win next week. Uh, all right, next game: Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. Still, uh. Still not really sold on the Washington Commanders here. Now, the, the the Wentz magic has been pretty good for two weeks and then not so good this past week. I, I don't know where it starts, where it ends, or where it begins again. This is just the up, it's up and downs of having a, a, a quarterback that's been on like seven different rosters over seven years here. So not really impressed with the Commanders. Rolling with Dallas, I still think that they got a chance to be competitive and certainly should be able to beat this team, even with the backup quarterback. So no worries there for Dallas. I think this is an easy win for them. Uh, I will also be rolling with uh, with Dallas. Yeah, something does not look uh, very good over there in Washington. Yeah, it was almost like they were happy that it wasn't this the opening weeks. So and like, oh, maybe maybe we got this right. Maybe this will work because I don't think anyone's like actually expecting any of this to be 
anywhere near successful. So the fact that they even had some good games out of Wentz already, you know, take take the wins that you could have got. All right, uh, next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. I'm rolling with Detroit again. I think that they should have won this past week, and I think they could have won uh, a week prior to that as well. But Seattle, uh, as much as I want to give Geno a whole lot of credit, I like the feistiness of the Detroit Lions. I, I'm into the – I'm on uh, receiver. I think he's been very consistent. I think Hawkinson got a touchdown this past week, and I, I'm, I'm, in on the, I'm in on Detroit. I just think they have a little bit more weapons, and I don't know if I can trust Geno on the road. I can trust Geno on the road maybe against a team uh, – no, nah, nah, I'm just not trusting Gino on the road. Let's, let's just leave it at that. That's fine. That's more than enough. I don't need to give you any more. Are you going to pick Detroit? I will also be picking Detroit. I'm getting back on track. This is my lock of the week. Lock of the week. Oh, man, I like that. That's that's ballsy. That, I like that you're not just picking obvious ones. Like last week, it seemed like an obvious one in Jacksonville, and you got so you got it so wrong. It's great. I love this game. Uh, next game, Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Colts. I think that there's maybe a start of a little momentum here. That's a big win last week. I think if they can play as half as well as they did against the Kansas City Chiefs, they'll have a chance at winning this game. Tennessee did look a little bit better. I thought Henry looked a little bit more active, but I don't know what game you're going to get out of him. There's been games that I think he's been really active and games not so much. And I think the Indianapolis Colts defense is pretty good, so I think he's going to struggle a little bit. So I'm rolling with the Colts. Uh, you could be riding with King Henry. I will also be going with the Colts. Yeah, not a lot of entertaining games there. I think that'll be tight, though. I think it'll be an all right game. Uh, all right, the not-so-fun next game is the Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones versus Justin Fields. Uh, over under four interceptions in this one. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to go under in this one because uh, – Justin Fields doesn't throw the ball. Uh, if he continues at his current pace, he will uh, have the least uh, amount of attempts as a quarterback in the modern era by like a significant margin. So I just think he just doesn't throw it enough to get it intercepted frequently. Okay, there is a little bit of that, but let's not forget the rain game, of which literally wouldn't have been able to throw the ball more than 10 times. I'm just, just, I, we, I, I hear you, but they've played uh, two games since then, and also I have not really thrown the ball that much. So well, uh, I, th I think it's that, that's just going to protect him. All right. Well, let me, let me combat one more time at this, and that's, uh, and that's because they won the first game where he only threw the ball ten times. All right. That's that's why they did. They continued to try this. Is they won that game. They should have won. One. They should have won. Five hundred. Uh, one of these, yeah, yeah. One of these teams is going to get three wins or uh, four wins. Yeah, no, three wins. I mean, Giants are going to play tonight. They might get that. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, going forward with that. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles. Jags are hot right now. Eagles are pretty hot right now. Um, I'm not going to buy into the momentum of the Jacksonville Jaguars just yet. I'm actually going to roll with Philly here. I Again, I think these are some decent matchups. This should be a pretty good game. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville came out and played well, but I think these are two teams that are probably one of the hottest teams right now, so we, sh we should see some scoring. I, I, like the, I like the home team here, though, with Philly. I am also going with uh, with Philly. Yeah, I don't have the I didn't have the guts to make it a lock of the week. Uh, all right, next game: New York Jets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I picked the Jets last week because I thought Burrow might really struggle against some pressure over here. The Jets were fine, just not great, which is nowhere near enough to beat a team like Kansas City. I describe Pittsburgh very similarly of being fine and not great, and Trubinsky being just not the most fun quarterback to to watch play. 
and I think they're getting to a point where they're starting to boil over with some of the receiver core over there, just being like, why do we have this guy that <laughs> we have all these nice receivers, but we have a quarterback that can't throw to him? I think we're getting closer and closer to not seeing Trubinsky do that. I, he's really struggled the last couple of weeks. I don't like the odds of uh, Pittsburgh winning this week. I'm actually going to roll with the Jets one more time. This may be the last time I ever pick the Jets, but I, I don't like I don't like what Pittsburgh's doing, and I'm not trusting it. I mean, Tomlin might be able to outsmart all of this and win it without a quarterback on his own. I wouldn't be shocked by that either, but I don't, I don't like it. As long as they seem so loyal to Trubinsky at this time, and as long as that loyalty continues, I, I'm probably going to start picking against the Steelers here. Uh, am I being set up for a trap? Uh, I think you are. Anytime you pick the Jets, you're getting set up for a trap. Uh, I'm going with the with the Steelers, but I think uh, you know you're a little. Hey, how many interceptions in this game? Uh, I think this will definitely be a a game that's on, and it's maybe you see the kickoff on on red zone, and that's all you're going to see of it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, that game's over, huh? Oh, yep. Glad I, I didn't have to watch that one. All right, next game, big game here. Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. We just saw what all these teams have done over the past couple of weeks here. I'd say outside of Miami being uh, a new threat right now, these are kind of the two threats we'd expect in the AFC. And I expect a huge show out of this. Lamar's been putting up points. Buffalo's been putting up points. I'm a little bit worried about Baltimore's defense. Uh, I don't I don't think the defense is that good. I think they've really struggled the last couple of weeks. And despite Lamar being able to put up like huge numbers and you know, score a lot of points. Uh, I'm actually going to roll with the Buffalo Bills here because I think their defense is just better, and I think their offense is competitive, and it will be able to do that. Now, I say their defense is good, and Lamar might just dance all over that for an entire game, but in terms of defenses I trust in the NFL at the moment right now, I don't think there's anything more trustworthy defensively than Buffalo, so I'm putting a lot of a lot of faith into that. I, I'm, I may be talking crazy when Baltimore scores 40 points. You're like, yeah, even the best defense couldn't even stop these guys. I, I may be saying that, but uh, maybe that's what you're going with. What do you think is going to happen? I am going with the Bills. Coming off of a loss, they're going to want to get their uh, get back on the on the straight and narrow. And I, this is the total opposite of the last game. This is the one that I want to I want to see a whole bunch of. This I think could be a lot of fun with uh, the quarterbacks going going back back and forth. The you know in the fourth quarter, just who who's getting left with more time. I I may throw this game. This may get its own screen game as, as red zones going on i may, may have to fa- factor in a calculation of how to how to pull that off because this, this may be a game where i, I may not want to miss any plays because it's just we every offensive possession might be fun and I, there, there's only so many games and matchups this year where, where it's going to be like that all right next game uh los angeles chargers at the houston texans this feels like the biggest trap game in the world where you know on paper Los Angeles Chargers, they should win no problem. Houston isn't trying to win, yet they've been competitive in some games here. They probably could have pulled this off against the Bears this past week right now. That was kind of a weird tanking, tanking versus tanking game. But I'm going to go with the Chargers. I just think that there's too much talent there. I'm not going to say lock of the week because I, I know it has it kind of written all over here. But it, I don't I don't trust the team right now. They just, they just lost to a team in Jacksonville. I'll be at Jacksonville to kind of put two two weeks together. That might mean something, but I still think there's too much talent here. They got to pull this off. If they don't pull this off, red flags all over the place. I, I think this is the week where if they don't pull this week off, we start really looking at this team differently. Uh, are you going to roll with the Chargers as well? I will also be going with the Chargers and echo uh, everything that you just said down the line, that if they do not win this one, red flags and – you know, might be a oh, they might be uh, might be done for the year. Uh, even if uh, Herbert doesn't play, and they uh, 
put the backup in. They they still need to win this one. All right, next game: Arizona Arizona Cardinals versus or at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, two middle pack teams. I, I, you know, let's not forget that Arizona arguably shouldn't have any wins right now. Uh, Carolina could have more wins, I think, in some some worlds here. But I don't, I don't like Arizona. I don't like what they're doing here. We're getting a little bit closer to the this Hopkins suspension being over, and and if they could just pull off a win this week, I could see the momentum building. But I, I'm a little bit more impressed with the the Carolina pa- uh, Carolina Packers, Carolina Panthers. And I think we still haven't seen a big McCaffrey game. I, I know we both have some fantasy investments in that, and I think we're due for that. And I think he's going to chew up this Arizona defense pretty good this past week. So uh, I'm going to roll with the, uh, the Panthers here. Oh, surprise. I will also be going with the Panthers. I really thought you were going to pick the uh, the Cardinals. This would be where I pick one of the uh, the lesser lesser picked teams. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like what you're saying about uh, Christian McCaffrey as a McCaffrey owner. Uh it's not like he's been bad. I think two out of the three, he's he's scored over over a hundred, uh, or it ran for over over a hundred yards. So it's like you're running for over a hundred yards. That's those are solid days. He just kind of hasn't quite been putting the uh, the catches together and the, the the touchdowns to really have one of those. Like I am the number one guy in fantasy, so uh, it's definitely been not uh, not super successful. But I don't think it's anything really to do with necessarily what he's doing. I think he and Baker just got to get more uh, more on the same page. But I think that uh, this could be a game they, uh, they they figure it out. I think the Carolina Panthers are closer to figuring out than the Arizona Cardinals are. So I, I that's there's more of what I've seen now. The, by week ten, we might have different opinions of that. I just think by whatever week we're at, right week four here, that, that's kind of how I feel. I'm, I'm not not really sold in Arizona. I think we've expressed that in the past. All right, next game. New England Patriots at the Green Bay Packers, and sadly, this is going to be my lock of the week. I don't know what's going to happen to Mac Jones. Even if he does play and he plays banged up, I don't like our chances. Even a healthy Mac Jones, I don't like our chances. Going into Green Bay on the road with who knows what as a quarterback. Now, I, I, I'm not that impressed with Green Bay either. This this could be a game that if it's if it's like Tampa was yesterday and it's 10-10, I trust we got a pretty decent kicker. We might be able to win that game. Who knows what happens? But I, without Mac... With knowing that it's more than likely he's not going to play, or if he does play, he's going to be really hurt. I don't think we can lean on the running game quite as much, and I really don't trust anyone else to throw the ball. I don't have, I don't even, I don't trust Hoyer and the other guys even worse. That other, it's fine. Green Bay's going to win. Lock of the week. It's not going to be pretty. Patriots on a bye week this week. All right, let's just move on to next week. Tell me what you got, and let's move on. Going with the Pats, Hoyer Magic gonna be gonna be weird i don't know belichick's gonna do something crazy yeah i do like the idea of belichick maybe just every trick trick play you know trick play every quarter like what do we have to lose like desperate belichick sounds terrifying to me because it's always such a valued possession of all that where we're supposed to win we're supposed to do everything the right way he's improving us you know we're playing a certain style of football that is is easy to progress on and build on but I, I would I would love to see it just a desperate game where it's like you know what we're just gonna steal this game we're gonna every trick in the book we're just gonna pull out and we're just gonna beat up the Packers on a game I could totally see that because I don't I don't think the Packers are like that much better than us I just think they're at a point right now where they're healthier and we're not and and I think that's no one how- no one expects us to win and. Yep, we'll just go to go to Green Bay afternoon game. Just you know, surprise everybody. Hey, I'll tell you what, you were so wrong about your lock of the week last week. I will welcome to be wrong about that all right if we if i come in here next week and i'm like holy patriots put up 30 points on the packers look at us go i will i will applaud cheer and be so happy about it but 
when it ends up being 45 to 7 and you're like we didn't even get 7 till the last of the fourth quarter here yeah i don't know it's it, i think it's going to be a rough week ahead of, for us all right next game denver broncos at the las vegas raiders man denver is i don't denver should be 0 and 3 and the raiders are 0 and 3 so these are just two bad teams that being said denver is 2 and 1 and if they pull this win off they're in a really good spot that I didn't think they'd be able to, and as well as they've essentially eliminated the Las Vegas Raiders if they go 0-4. 0-3, not a great place to be. 0-4, even worse. I don't think they can... I don't think they're going to go 0-4 cause, just because I'm not that sold on Denver. Denver's been really bad, and I think the Raiders, despite not being great and actually being 0-3, can play a little bit better. I don't think Denver can play better. I've seen I've seen that show three times already. It's awful. I'm never watching Denver again. They're the most boring team in football, and that's... That just says something, all right? They're the least most fun watch team to watch. It's awful. I'm not a fan of Wilson. I don't like the way they play. They're poorly coached. There's just turnovers and weird clock situations happening every week. I'm out on Denver on everything. So I, even with the Raiders being 0-3, I'm still picking them. They still have Devontae Adams. They still have weapons. Uh, it sounds weird, but maybe they're a dangerous 0-3 team. Uh, they seem like they still have weapons, can still do something. I watched Denver play last night. There were 17 punts in that game. It was so bad. It was still, I think it was not even the fourth. I think it was the third quarter. And normally the NFL, after a punt, they go to commercial. They stopped going to commercial because they'd already used up all of the commercials. That was an ugly game yesterday. I have not seen much out of out of uh, Russell Wilson. I haven't really seen much out of the, the team as a, as a whole. You know, the, the opening week, they had the double goal line fumbles where it's like, ah, well, you know, if they even punch one of those in, they probably punch two. I mean, now they're getting a bunch of points. But, I mean, for most of the game yesterday, it, it looked terrible. And then just – Russell did just enough in that that one uh, possession in the second half to get him the lead. And it was only, like, a few, like, nice passes. And, I mean, it, it worked. But you, – You know, you, yeah. say, you say second half. They didn't make it to the red zone until four minutes and twenty seconds of the fourth quarter. So yeah, sure, yeah. sure, second half. You, you're you're right in that. But the accurate part is, it was the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. They finally get into the red zone. It's, it's, yeah, I, I was I was being very uh, very nice saying uh, the second half. Where you're you're absolutely right. It was <laughs> it, it, like I said, it was like that one possession and just a small part of it. I mean, they essentially go an entire game without getting to the red zone. Right, they they go up to five minutes left in the entire game is the first time they're even within the twenty yard line. I just, I'm I'm out on Denver. I don't I don't like what they're going. With all that being said, though, if they win this week, they're three and one. We could talk shit all we want. They're three and one. They're they're in control of this. They could steer this ship right around, man. So you know, as bad as it looked, and as much as they should have lost all of these games, three and one going like if they if they pull it off, like that's. That's a solid record to have in the position they're in. It's way overqualified to the, the talent that they've shown out there, and I still think there's a hope that they could really put this all together. It just doesn't look great right now, and I'm not betting on that. I'm bet. I think the Raiders have looked better than Denver has with the wins that they have. So, uh, all right, on to the next game: Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Big game here. I'm entirely factoring everything on all of this of who is going to play for Tampa Bay, and if they don't play. Why would you not pick Kansas City? So I, I'm kind of rolling with Kansas City because there's so many question marks on Tampa Bay at this point. Uh, that being said, this may be something that I'm saying today on a Monday. It's come come uh, Monday next week or next Sunday next week, I may have a different opinion. 
and I may be, I may even alter this pick. I'm, I'm gonna forewarn you right now. So if you're, you're listening to me today, you know, just know that these may be adjusted. So I'm going with Kansas City, but I'm, I'm not locking it in entirely. All right, there's a chance I may jump back on Tampa Bay if uh, any of these receivers or all of these receivers possibly come back. I uh, will also be going with the uh, with the Chiefs. Uh, lock it in, but wouldn't be surprised if I feel really silly uh, going against Brady uh, come next week at this time. I would welcome. I I just hope this is a good game. I I hope this is isn't a blowout. I I don't want it to be a blowout. I want it to be somewhat tight. I I, I love it watching. A, it is a Sunday night game, so that would that would be nice. It would be nice if one of these games was was good on Sunday night. Uh, I I love watching Brady in the two minute drill. It, it was it's just it's like he he's so comfortable in two minutes. The last night's game, if, if they get the two point conversion, you just know that they were going to get the ball in overtime, and and win the game. It just it had that that rhythm. It, I didn't love the the two point call, uh, the two point conversion play they ran at the end there, but still an impressive run there. And then watching Mahomes under two minutes is also fun. So I hope we get a close game out of this because watching these guys under pressure is is really fun to watch, and it'll be fun to see them kind of duel off against each other if we're so lucky. All right, last game here: Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Man, you know we just really trashed Denver in their their two and one. The San Francisco Niners lost to Denver last night in a just embarrassing fashion. I'm all in on Jimmy G. I still think San Francisco is a good team. Last night was not a good example of a team that, like, they should have won that game. The, the, the points, it's like, I don't even know how you get to that. And the weird ending with Jimmy in the, in the end zone and the safety and all that. And it's just, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say uh, about San Francisco. It was kind of a really, really ugly week. All that being said, I think they're going to turn around this week at home. This is a huge game. The Rams are 2-1. and one. They, they kind of got to pull this one off to not let the season get away from them too much. So I think there's just too much on the line for San Francisco and that they're going to be capable of winning a big game against the Rams here. So I'm going to roll with the Niners. I don't have the greatest argument beyond that. I think this is a good team, and I think if they want to be a good team, they got to win this week. So I'm, I'm putting a lot of pressure on them. But uh, who you got? Another one where I thought I would be the contrarian, but no, we're on the same page. I'm also going with the Niners. Yeah, I mean, the Rams haven't been a lock, and they're, they're definitely better and I think a little bit more consistent, but I, I think there's room for improvement for San Francisco that is going to be hopefully shocking for the Rams over there. All right, uh, so those are our picks for the week. Uh, they may alter. They probably not. You, you don't seem to. You seem pretty locked in on all yours here. Yep. Uh, all right, all that being said, we're going to start playing some outro music here and talk about the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. What are we making as a big adjustment this year? So there will be no Pro Bowl this year. There's going to be a week-long uh, with events, or skills competitions. Hasn't been announced what they're going to be. And then a flag football matchup. This is great. I mean, look, nobody nobody cared about the Pro Bowl, and nobody's going to care about any of this, but if the players seem a little bit more interested in this, maybe we will seem a little bit more interested in this because we weren't, we weren't interested in what we got. So... Oh, it's also it's going to be in Las Vegas, uh, still the week before the, the the Super Bowl. So obviously, no one playing in the Super Bowl will will participate, but uh, will not be in Hawaii. Well, maybe uh, maybe the Patriots can win the first uh, you know flag football game of the year, and uh, that'll mean something. Uh, halftime show. It's uh, it's not going to be Taylor Swift. I heard a lot of rumors that it was supposed to be Taylor Swift. This is always such a weird thing where I'm pretty sure these artists essentially paying to be on this. Like, I don't think they get paid. For this, I'm I sure think that, that changed recently. Yeah, I, I think they're paying to do the show, so I'm yeah. sure that there was a number that some artists pitched out that they're like, "I'll pay you this much," and someone else came back with a better number. And uh, I suppose that person is now Rihanna. 
I'm kind of excited for this. Uh, maybe for some some different reasons here. Is the NFL worried about this though? Do you think this is a cause for concern? Are we, is this a is this today's modern day Madonna here? Is this is <laughs> or or can we all we can all pull this off in some family friendly fun here? <laughs> It's a, it's a halftime show. It's going to be fun. It's, she's a international superstar, very popular, very well-known. And uh, I think that's exactly what we're looking for for the Super Bowl halftime show. I wonder with the, uh, the Taylor Swift rumors, if, you know, in the past, it's, it really hasn't been one halftime performer. It's been, this is the first one that gets announced, and then there's, like, two more that are also performing. So maybe, maybe that's why the, those rumors started to uh, to leak out because it's going to be announced later that she is also going to uh, be performing. Well, I'm not here saying out fighting words or anything like that, but uh, if, if Taylor Swift and Rihanna are both of the headliners here, they're they're going to be there's going to be a fight for whose name is going to come first, right? I think they're it's a very very competitive close call here, and uh, that's that's my only speculation about it not being Taylor Swift is I think she would want to be ahead of rihanna but you know maybe doesn't not wanna, doesn't want to be joined in i i just think they're both on it on that same level man where you don't need to share the stage with anybody you you guys are massive artists hugely successful with a huge fan base and uh you know we, we talk about this all the time how this halftime show just it's, it's not for us it's not for sports fans it's for everyone yeah. else who doesn't care about the game to have a little bit of entertainment or to maybe have a little bit of draw to watch the game that they don't care about so uh I think that'll do just that, and uh, I'm excited for a Rihanna halftime show. We'll see what kind of guests they, they pair on there. Uh, maybe it's Taylor Swift, but for sure we'll be some other guests. Uh, that being said, best of luck this week. I'm not playing Zach in fantasy, so maybe I can get a win again. Uh, get back on pace here. We'll be back. Little column A, little column B. <laughs>